And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Well, this has been a big day in the world of professional wrestling. And what I like about it is that all of the news happened in the morning. NAIAM woke up to some exciting things uh, because the announcement was made in the UK. My name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. I am joined, as always, by Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Doc, you are holding one of the most delightful treats in the world in your hands. Not that one, the other one. Yeah, yeah. Hostess cupcakes. They're great. Oh, they're so good. Mmm. Mmm, so tasty. Mmm. What do you... You know... Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. I was curious what was in the cup. Oh, um... I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, I stopped for gas, and the missus ambled inside... She was supposed to return with a peppermint hot chocolate, but it was out. So then she said that she was get she got something else. I think it might be like a caramel cappuccino. At least that's what she said. But as I'm tasting it, it sort of tastes like a caramel hot chocolate, not a cappuccino. So I'm really not sure what it is. It could be one of those pre-mixed sweet cappuccino drinks, or it might be a hot chocolate. There's so much caramel, though, I can't really tell what it's supposed to be. It could be either. All right. Well... Fair enough. It's uh, good, though. It's good, though, which is really all that matters in the grand scheme of things. So you've got your caramel hot beverage. You've got your hostess cupcake. Um, do you need me to explain the news of the day? Because you, you seemed a little confused this morning. Well, you- I did post a, a confused Gandalf meme because uh, I don't know what the hell a WWE UKCT is. And furthermore, when you're very tired and you only glance at it, it looks far more like WWFUC. Keep going, etc. I was very confused for like half a moment all right. that you, of all people, would tweet such vulgarity at me. I I am an angel. That is that is true. As uh, as most. Most people will say, well, let me try to get you up to speed there. What kind of angel do you think you would be? Are there different kinds of angels? Well, sure. There's like a guardian angel or like a uh, an avenging angel or um, Hark the Herald angel um, or perhaps um, like a Cupid-style um, you know, cherub, cherubian angel. I, I was going to say, I don't really identify as a cherub. I think... I see it a little bit. Yeah. See? You get those big rosy cheeks when you smile. Come on. And I know you know how to navigate the language of love. Can you fire a bow? That's really all you need to complete it. I did take archery lessons. I will say. I did. There we go. It is decided. And what about you? Okay, fine. I'm Cupid or a Cherubian angel. Who floats around with a diaper and a sash, apparently. <laughs> I didn't say that! You said that! 
when you think of a Cherubian angel, that's what you picture. I'm at least going to the lengths of giving myself some semblance of clothing, because that's not even a mental image I want in my head. Um, oh, okay. What what kind of angel would you be? Oh, I don't, I don't believe in angels, so. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I just... I love you too, buddy. <laughs> you are dismissed. Dismissed. Um, that was a good episode. That was Not a very to toot good, our own horns, That was but. a very good episode. We always have a little good contentious. Uh, and you know what? We don't often do that. I can't tell you the number of times we do a prediction show. And by the way, this is a prediction show. Roadblock <laughs> is this Sunday. Um, but we agree. We have very similar philosophies on a good portion of things when it comes to wrestling. So when we do disagree, I enjoy it. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> I like that you ate the cupcake first. Well, I needed something sweet before I had something a little savory. Was, was the pizza I saw you eating also from the gas station? Please tell me no. No, that was leftovers from last night. Okay. Homemade? Homemade. Or well, not really homemade. Um, from a box, like frozen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frozen, well, those so. are still good. Yeah. What are, what are your favorite brands? Do you do the DiGiorno thing? Um, we do when it's on sale, but DiGiorno actually tends to be pricey, so we don't tend to get it. Um, I think that was, what's the one that starts with an F? Fresh, fr- okay. fr- fr- fresh, 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 I don't know. Uh, we tend to... Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, something like that. Um, we like a lot of the Newman pizzas; those are good. Um, and um, Virtuoso is good, and Red Baron How? is good and cheap. Okay, we'll we'll get back to the wrestling. I was really going to fill you in. I was going to start right on topic, but now I've got a bunch of different questions. You seem well versed in the world of frozen pizzas. How often do you have frozen pizza at Manson Manor? Well, let me put it this way. There is always a frozen pizza in the freezer for emergencies. Okay. So once when we eat a frozen pizza, we immediately buy another one. Just so it's there as a backup. You know uh, what I mean? Okay. We like having that, that safety. That's fair. I, we, we tend to have pizza dough. You know, the Portland Pie Company has a garlic pizza dough that is quite delicious. So we have that when it's... Is that frozen? Uh, it come it you get it in the we get it in the deli section. So yes, if you buy it when it's right off the truck, it's frozen. But we keep it in the fridge, and you know we just I drizzle a little olive oil and some cheese, and we make. Is this white like pizzas. a flattened pizza dough, or is it actual dough that you have to it's flatten a ball yourself? That and I actually. The problem with that is that doesn't stay long enough. It doesn't, which mean. But then again, we tend to you know. Although actually, lately I will admit we haven't been. Um, so I've been throwing it out more often than not, which is why I haven't been buying it as much. But yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Now, how often are you looking? Are you are you a coupon clipper? Do you clip the coupons, or does Mrs. Manson clip the coupons? Um, Mrs. Manson does have an extensive coupon collection. Does she go? Because when we we clipped coupons for a while, and the local library actually had them there, you could go and go through the coupons and you know deposit ones you didn't want and take ones that you did want. Do hmm. you avail yourself of that in your town? What's a library? 
the delightful place. I, is I, that I, is I, that that place I was where in, I would go? I was in your, like in middle school, where there were all those books. Yes, I was in your hometown because the book that we were looking for was at your public library. So I was in your neck of the woods just this weekend getting a book. Because you, if you have oh. a library card, you are entitled to multiple libraries across the state. So, I wonder if I, I I know the librarian or one of the librarians there. When I was growing up, she worked there, obviously, and I wonder if she's still there. I mean, she'd have to be fairly getting on in years at this point. But I wonder if she's still there. I would say the name, I but it, I don't want to say it on the podcast. So, well, yeah, either way, it's not like we chatted and shared you know personal details it's well for all i know you know because as i understand it this is the type of thing it's an exclusive club right you actually have to carry some sort of membership card if i recall so i have to assume it's fairly exclusive and uh so i I assume that you being the social creature that you are what would would strike up conversation with other members of this exclusive you know, this resort that you go to. Yes, let me, I'll, I'll, I walk in, I get the book I need, I hand them my card, I hand them the book, I take it, I, I, have, been, I have been taught over the last decade or so that thank you helps. I should not just nod in appreciation and then turn and leave. <clears throat> I should actually say something. Um, that and making eye contact with wait staff is these are these are things that I have learned in my recent years. And I just want to okay, the the things that you just admitted to make you sound like a terrible person. I so I just want to clarify for everyone here. I've got your back, DC. Hold on, I've got your back here. DC Matthews is not a terrible person. He is not an elitist. He just is a little shy. That's all this is. He is a very nice person. I'm sure he would never not tip a waiter. I overtip. Yeah. See, okay. I over-tip. So and I think part of that is because I tend to be kind of Do you tip takeout? Like if you go to a, like the Chinese place that I went to when we recorded the last live show and I went and picked up food and brought it to Manson Manor, I tipped them and the woman behind the counter like almost like came and gave me a hug. She was so excited. You know, I, I, I never know. She was ready to bestow favors upon you. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I think if I were to walk in and order again. I think she would have given you an extra duck sauce. Okay, that's, yeah, ask. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I'll get that. I didn't know what kind yeah. of favors you What did you think I, I meant? I didn't know. What kind of favors you were referring to? Some people like tips. You see Matthews. Yep. <laughs> How did ten minutes go by already? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I, I this is the highlight of my day, old buddy, old pal. Um, when when does uh, campus clear out? It should be recent. It should be relatively soon, right? Yeah, the last day, I think, is Saturday. But the thing with that is that they're talking about this um, storm coming by. So we're not. I'm not really sure exactly what's going to happen if they end up having to 
well, have any people, sort of delays or cancellations on Saturday. Stuff out, it is going to be cold. Like the Northeast is cold right now, and tomorrow is going to be worse. Um, yeah. So yeah, but either way, I'm I'm excited for you. I know the students that work in my uh, school have already eleven thirty-five. <laughs> Let's write that down. <laughs> Man, you took a turn last week. <laughs> I took it. The best part is I I would have just kept going. It wasn't until I know. you used Oh man. We are we're getting too comfortable on this show, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Yes we are, DC Matthews at DC Matthews N A I Because of course those are our real names. Of course they are. Um anyways, yes. Uh it's cold, I think is really Yes. Is really what we're talking about here. Uh but let to quote the Christmas vacation, it is a tit bit nipply outside. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that entire movie. It's in like the first ten minutes. I, I know the line. I'm just trying to remember if I've seen the entire movie. Because oh, it's a you good know, movie. I hadn't seen Miracle. On there are two types of people in this mo- in this world: people who appreciate the vacation movies and people who don't. Which are you? The I've seen the original and I liked it. You know, yeah. Chevy Chase, from all reports, is a bit of a bad person or a bit of a jerk. I was going to use a more stronger word, but I need to maintain. Um, but you know, he's funny in those movies. So. Yeah, yeah. The original is very good. European is less so. Christmas is good, and we won't talk about the rest. Yeah. Yeah, it's really just Christmas and the original for me. Yeah. Um, let me fill you in on the news. Uh, WWE was in Japan and Australia, and they made a stop in the United Kingdom on the way back. Triple H... Because that's on the way. Triple H had a press conference and announced the creation of the WWE United Kingdom Championship. A brand new title and announced a 16-man tournament to determine the inaugural United Kingdom champion. It will take place this January on WWE Network over two days. I don't think it's going to be one of those things like a classic where it's shown for weeks on end. Um, And the 16 men in it are all mainstays of British independent wrestling. There was not a name I recognized besides hearing people like Chip or others talk about them um, in the entire thing. So what we don't know, there's a lot we don't know. So let me actually just... Zack Sabre Jr.? No. No. For whatever reason, I don't know if he's just... You know, said no one too many times, but it's, you know, the, the only name I really recognized was a guy named Pete Dunn, D-U-N-N-E. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. You know, they had the the traditional picture. Finn Balor was there. William Regal was there. They had the picture of all the guys lined up. Triple H, obviously, in the middle. Not a single face I recognized, but... Yeah. Papa H, please. That's what we call Triple H, Papa H? That That's what... That's now what he's. That is now his name, Papa H. Big Papa H. 
Papa H. Um, so let me continue with what we do know. Uh, that's going to be the title. They've already released the belt. It looks pretty cool. Um, Nigel McGuinness, who recently, up until literally a week or two ago, was the Ring <laughs> of Honor matchmaker, um, is going to be on the... He's the guy with hepatitis? Yes. Yes, okay. was a very good independent wrestler. Uh, I remember he was actually very good, and he almost finally got his break. Well, right? he wrestled in he... TNA. He was Desmond Wolf in yes. TNA. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then... I, and I'm sorry, I apologize, folks. I don't mean to be a reductionist. Oh, that's the guy with hepatitis. I, I, but that's but to be fair, I was just pulling out of the vault. That is probably what most people know him as, as this independent wrestler who had to retire early due to, I believe, contracting hepatitis from wrestling. Yeah. I believe in TNA. So in TNA, I think so. I don't know the. I was under the impression he contracted it earlier, but didn't find out about. I, I, Maybe I could be it. wrong. I don't really know. Neither do I, and somebody else can do that research. Um, but well, he, I'm interested as a virologist. Well, he will be on the commentary. team. That's probably honestly why I remember well, that because again, I remembered it. All. He is on the commentary team with Michael Cole, um, and and the goal, the goal is to have a weekly show on WWE Network from the United Kingdom. Wait, who said that? I believe Triple H said that. The goal is to have a weekly the, show from the UK. The end goal, which implied that it's not going to happen right away. So it's, you know, it's kind of a long-term goal. Um, so, obviously, big news, but it it begs a lot of questions because... The fact that none of, you know, Cesaro's not part of it, Sheamus isn't part of it, they're not bringing back Drew Galloway or Wade Barrett or anyone like that, not a, not a single big name among them, which makes me wonder if this is a title that's just going to be defended at these British independent shows, Progress, ICW, what have you, and it's just kind of WWE staking a claim to British wrestling and it being something that they can take with them. So, you know, now that you've gotten some of the information, this is fairly new to you. What do you think, having heard all this? Makes perfect sense. Go on. It gives, um... It gives people whom like these independents promotions as well as the talents of reason to subscribe to the WWE network and as opposed to partnering with an independent and putting you know their productions simply giving them airtime this is a way for the WWE to control the product and the message and the use and um, it just fits right in line with their goal to control everything so, I mean, it makes perfect sense for them as a company. It expands their horizons, as you know they've been doing right along since starting the network. Everything they've done, even, I say still, to this day, you know, acquiring AJ Styles as well as the club, they only did that to appeal to international audiences, at least in the beginning. So, uh, I mean, I think this is right along those lines. I, I, I have a lot of questions. Um... Okay, so they're planning on a weekly show. That makes sense. But if they're going to have a weekly show, there must mean that they're going to have to hire people. Um, and will it really be a show where there's only one title? Hmm. 
That's weird. Um, and, I mean, what about all these other promotions? Why are they just letting their talent work for the WWE? Especially knowing that down the line, their talents are probably going to be taken away from them. What is the WWE offering? Exposure, I suppose. But, again, once they actually get that weekly show in... How valuable is that? Are they really going to be sending viewers back to these promotions? I don't know. Anyways, that's just a bit of stream of consciousness. No, that I enjoyed it very much. I think I think you know it is. Most fans who will listen to this show have been digesting this information throughout the day. So the fact that you're just hearing it now and being able to process that I think is good. And I've had many of the same questions that you've had. And the first thing that comes to mind with me is, just like you said, what are they going to do with talent? Apparently, I'm looking at this now, apparently there are no, you know, the the contracts that these talents have signed. There's been rumors for weeks that WWE was going to have these kind of new contracts with certain talents that didn't have the same sort of restrictions that, you know, you would expect where you're wrestling for WWE, you can't wrestle anywhere else. So apparently these guys do not have those same kind of restrictions. This is just in addition to... Um, so they will still be able to wrestle in these UK promotions. But I'm starting to wonder if 2017 will come to an end, and if I want to watch progress, I turn on WWE Network. If I want to watch ICW, I turn on WWE Network, and maybe not every single show, but some of their big shows of the year get broadcast on WWE Network. I wonder if they're going to be, you know, there's going to be more of a working relationship with these promotions than you know, we've seen with some of the United States ones. I mean, the thing is, I think that the WWE needs to have restrictions in their contracts, particularly for talent that they view as valuable, reliable championship material. I can't imagine you're going to put this UK title on the line, make it into a big deal, build a guy up, and allow them to appear on Progress Wrestling a week later and throw that belt into a trash can. You know what I mean? They can't just have a completely open contract. I don't see how that works. Unless, of course, as you're saying, the expanded working relationship with these companies is enough of a deterrence to having the talents act in any sort of anti-WWE way. Mm. Um, but at the same time, doesn't that open up a backlash against these independent promotions? I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, young folks especially. I mean, this is going back 10 years when I was actually still, you know, in college and everything. But, uh, you know, it's sort of like the punk music scene. You know what I mean? Everybody's all into these punk bands, these, these young upstarts. But as soon as they get a contract, oh, they sold out. They're not really indie anymore. They're not punk. You know what I mean? Um, is that going to happen here? Are we? I mean, you're not an independent wrestler if you're getting money from the WWE. You're not an independent promotion if you're subsidized by the WWE. Well, it's already kind of happened a little bit because apparently Triple H needed to take to social media today to respond to criticism. Please, 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 please. Papa H. I'm sorry, Papa H. Thank you, thank you, um, thank you. To respond to criticism. 
that there is now too much content on the WWE Network. That doing all of this means, you know, we've talked about there being too much wrestling, but we've said it in kind of a, you know, oh, it's too good to have all of this. But people, I guess... This is the best time in history... To be watching professional yes, wrestling. Yes, but people are... And I think it's that kind of backlash. It's the fact that WWE is putting its hands in too many pots. Because another question that I had is, well, what's next? Because if we're going to get a WWE United Kingdom title, when's the WWE Asian title? When are they going to get into that Chinese-Japanese market and create that sort of thing? When are we going to get a real, legitimate European title, not the D'Lo Brown version, but the actual version? When are you know? When are they going to tap into these other big markets? Um, you know, do they go to Mexico and create a Mexican title? Do they do or a Central American title? Do they do all of those sorts of things? So. It feels like WWE is starting to spread into these other markets, and I think there are some fans who are going to be resistant to that, and maybe that's where a Zack Sabre Jr. not buying into the WWE system right now will potentially get a chance to shine because there's going to have to be some people who resist the, you know, the assimilation, if you will, um... So, you know, yeah. so, so I don't I don't know, but it is it is exciting news. I'm all for tournaments, I'm all for new championships. I'm all for more, you know, you had said to me just the other day we were going back and forth on Twitter about the whole idea that I would probably really enjoy independent wrestling because I am a wrestling fan. If this leads to me being able to watch Revolution Pro or whatever on the WWE network, I'm going to be a happy camper. So, even if it's just highlighted matches featuring guy, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe they'll only show you the parts that involve these WWE talents. But either way, <clears throat> it's a, as you said, it's been a great. <laughs> as much as 2016 has stunk for other reasons, uh, we'll miss you. I don't know what we'll you miss mean, Doctor Seaver. Who? Alan Thick, the guy from Growing Pains. Never heard of him. Okay. Well, he was America's dad for a good long while there. And now he's dead. But it's been a great year to be a wrestling fan. Um, so, any final thoughts on that before we head out into our other topics to discuss this evening? Uh, where's your water? Shouldn't you be being brought a water? Did you text for that? Did you summon? You did. <laughs> I did. We'll see what happens. Um there it is. As, Thank as you. If on, come in. Find out what the pizza is. Find out what the pizza is. Uh-oh. Nope. I don't like what's happening. I don't know what's happening, but I don't like what's happening. Did you find out what the pizza is? I w- it's the F1. What, can you ask her? She'll know the name. What's the name of the pizza that we had? The pizza that we got together? The pizza that we made last night. Oh, oh, oh. Freshetta? Yeah, yeah Freshetta maybe. Okay. Is that, that sounds right. Yeah. Is she doing her own? Hi, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. Is she doing her own podcast with uh, Rachel? I don't think that's a podcast. I think it's more just a video chat. That is Rachel that we're friends with on Twitter. I don't remember her 
Twitter name, but Rachel of the that is the Rachel, Rachel of the Independent of whom scene. of whom has been in the manor. Yes, yes. Rach Noel, R A C H H Noel. You can find her on the Twitter. So, it was nice of her to join the the podcast Brief. for a few minutes. Um, I didn't have this written down. I don't think we need to go too in-depth. We tend to avoid these sort of hot-button topics. Do you have any comments on the whole hashtag black excellence debate, debacle, whatever? Listen, I get it. I get the sentiment, and I also get the sentiment of hashtag white excellence. Like, I get it. You guys are all talking about the same thing. Some of you are probably more justified than others. Hey, who am I to judge? I think it is important to acknowledge how far those talents have come in this company. I think, though... And, you know, before I I did complain in previous weeks about, you know, the women and, like, how... Oh, the company's patting themselves on the back. They finally broke down all these barriers that they set up for themselves. I feel similarly about the race thing, except, you know, in this particular instance, the use of the hashtag black excellence, that was not done by the company. That was done by the talents. They're expressing their own pride in their accomplishments, which I think actually is probably a little more genuine and deserved than when the company does it, you know? So... I get it. It's probably more of a. It's a probably a more important acknowledgement coming from the talents themselves than it would be coming from the company. So I, I think it's highly, highly appropriate. Um, again, I understand the backlash sentiment as well, but at the same time, you have to understand this is actually a legitimate progressive thing. So get over it. Yeah, I I didn't see it as big of a deal as it wound up being, not surprisingly. But then again, being a 30-something Caucasian probably has something to do with that. Um, but, at this, you know, I saw nothing wrong with the picture. I saw nothing wrong with the hashtag. It, I don't remember the last time. Let's see, there are five titles on Monday Night Raw, so 60% of them are being held by African-American talents. I think that should be celebrated. The, you know, while it's not a world title, the longest reigning tag team champions of all time are now African-American. That is a big deal. So, uh, you know, I think it's just race is one of those hot button issues where anytime it is brought up, there is going to be controversy, no matter what. And I think Kofi Kingston handled it very eloquently in that post he had. And I don't think we need to say anything else more about it. It's good for them. I'm happy. Um, we can move on. Whether or not progress. Whether or not, sixty percent of the Raw champions will remain African American. All really depends on this Sunday with Roadblock. End of the line. Where's your bindle? So, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. It is time. For predictions. Now, I will give you the chance, however, to opt out since you probably did not watch Raw and you may not care about any of the seven matches that I have written down on my card. 
So if you would like to opt out, I can breeze through these and we can move on to SmackDown, which also has things to talk about. So, I mean, we can breeze through this a little bit. Uh, I will participate. Will Um, you watch, though? Will you be watching Sunday night for the pay-per-view? I will be watching the paper. I don't think it's a bad way to handle it. And I know we've had this conversation. We debated the ways to watch wrestling. I don't think it's bad in today's day and age to skip one of these weekly shows and only watch the pay-per-views, especially since they will get you up to speed. But let's go. Um, The pre-show, I'm not going to make you guess the matches. Pre-show, Rusev versus Big Cass. Great. Big cast defending the honor of Enzo Amore, who was beaten in that hotel room. <laughs> Great. I don't care. Okay. Uh, I think Big Cass is going to win, even though that is the wrong choice. You know, they are continuing to slowly build Big Cass as a single star, and while I'm happy about it, Rusev could be a main event guy if you gave him the chance, and you're not. So... I want it to be Rusev, but I think it will be Big Cass. Um, The one part of Monday Night Raw, I've said it before and I'll say it again, you really should watch what Sami Zayn and Mick Foley did. It was real good. It was real good. I watched it. It wasn't that good. I will say this. I appreciated what Mick Foley ultimately did in that segment. It was a nice bit of misdirection and, you know, I, I liked that there was a payoff there. Because for the majority of that entire sequence, it just seemed like Mick Foley was being an unreasonable dick. And so if that payoff hadn't been there, it would have been unbearably, unwatchable garbage fest. However, in the interest of the fact that they actually did something interesting told a story, did something, again, with some nice, I will say, nice use of misdirection. Um, You know, I think ultimately that came out okay. Mm -hmm. So the match is, to the best of my knowledge, Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn, 10-minute time limit. Sami Zayn just needs to survive. He doesn't need to win. He just needs to make it 10 minutes in the ring with Braun Strowman. I mean, I think he needs to beat him in order to prove his point. Because, I mean, and what they said in that prom- in that promo basically was, you know, does he have it in him to get it done? And if he survives for 10 minutes, okay. It shows that he was able to run around and escape getting squashed for 10 minutes. But it doesn't prove that he could actually compete. It doesn't prove that he belongs there. Um, I think anything short of a Sami Zayn out-and-out win is extremely damaging to his character. I disagree. I think it will... The the whole idea, based on what I interpreted from that promo, is Sami Zayn has to keep getting up. And that's what we're going to see, is we're going to see Braun Strowman dominate most of that match, and he's just going to keep getting up. He will keep kicking out. He will not submit. He will get up and crawl back into the ring at the very last minute. You know, maybe he sneaks out a disqualification win, but all he has to do is make it the 10 minutes and he shows that he belongs, at least in terms of his heart. Sami Zayn is always going to be a character who is who lives and dies by his heart. 
heart. So if he has the heart and the, you know, fortitude to last 10 minutes with Braun Strowman, I see it as a victory for him. Maybe not as much as it would be if he were to beat Braun Strowman, but he's not going to. There is no chance that he pins or submits Braun Strowman in this. There, that's not the story we're telling with him. If Sami Zayn survives the 10 minutes, he gets a little bit of a push for that. Braun hasn't lost, and now Braun can be mad because Sami survived. My concern is that Sami Zayn has been booked so incredibly weak that he really is on the verge of being irrelevant. This has saved him from being irrelevant, because he was until this whole thing with Mick Foley. Mick Foley has pulled him out of irrelevance, and you know he was teaming with Neville. They could have been called Team Irrelevance. He was teaming with Neville on, like, main event. There was nothing happening with him, and now there is. Hopefully this leads to, I don't know, a U.S. title shot, depending on what happens with the U.S. title, but either that or he's going to have to become a cruiserweight. You know, I thought a SmackDown trade would have been great. I even was a fan of Sami Zayn for Eva Marie. I was like, I'm okay with that. But, yeah. you know. But, you know, I, I'm still not necessarily confident in Sami Zayn's long-term future, though I still would give him an outside chance of winding up winning the Royal Rumble. But, um, but yeah. You know, I, I I thought the moment was good. The match should be good. Uh, are you excited for 30 minutes of Sasha Banks versus Charlotte? No. Okay. I mean, it'll be a good match, but uh, how many times have we seen these two wrestle they've now? Wrestled, they've been part of the same match either in a multi-team match or in the case of Survivor Series on the same team um, for the last six months. Every Raw pay-per-view for the last six months has featured Sasha versus Charlotte or Sasha and Charlotte in some capacity. They, they are great performers. They're telling a great story. They're doing wonderful things. I need to see some variety in the title scene of the women's division. Yes, and apparently, for whatever reason, for the first time in history, this is a contract with no rematch clause, so whoever wins, it's over. For now. Um, I think Charlotte wins it back. Yep. All right. Uh, Cruiserweight, triple threat, Rich Swan, Brian... That'll make her a four-time women's champion? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, because Sasha is a three-time women's champion. So Sasha has beaten Charlotte three times. Charlotte has beaten Sasha four times. Because Charlotte won the title against Sasha and Becky at WrestleMania. So, um, Rich Swan, Brian Kendrick, TJ Perkins, Cruiserweight title. It'll be a great match, and it doesn't matter Did who you see the other great moment from Monday Night Raw? Did you see any of Arya Davari versus Lindsay Dorado? No. Now, part of me is upset at this because it came at the expense of Lindsay Dorado, but Jack Gallagher came to the ring with a microphone and said, as an extraordinary gentleman, 
I am here to announce that I intend to interfere in this match. And then proceeded awesome. to walk to the ring and interfere in the match. And it was just like, oh, you're amazing. Oh. Know what I like about Jack Gallagher? Everything. Except the tights. But, the yes. tights could go. But everything else. Nope. Those are A-OK. Um, I really, really, really liked the VOD villains in NXT. I think they had a fantastic gimmick and presence. Uh, but the problem with them always was translating that to the main roster. It was a shallow entrance-based character for them. What Jack Gallagher has done is he's taken the eccentricity, uh, the old worldliness, that gentleman-like nature that the villains sometimes showed. They're, he's taking that character, but instead of it being you know, a cheap gimmick that's, that's really, again, just a black and white entrance, he has successfully translated that to simply really a modern-day British gentleman. He, he's, he's taken that concept and successfully transposed it into a relevant modern character, which is exactly why he's able to be successful, whereas the VOD villains never had the chance. Mm-hmm. My opinion. As evidenced by the fact that Simon Gotch lasted in that Battle Royal about four seconds. He's a yeah. bushwhacker now with that sort of performance. <clears throat> That's what Luke and Butch would do. Um, yeah, I... Uh, Rich Swan retains. T.J. Perkins is just very talented in the ring, and there is nothing else. You know, I he likes video games. They're gonna look back. I've said this before. They're gonna look back and be like, "We could have done this so much better if we had picked anyone other than T.J. Perkins. He was not the right choice to be the first cruiserweight champion." Um, all right. New Day, your your longest reigning tag team champions. Let me tell you a story about the New Day. Let me tell you a story about Monday Night Raw. It was this past Monday. It was 8.15, 8.20 or so. And I had yet to turn on Monday Night Raw this week. I wasn't really feeling it after our conversation last week. I was seriously sort of considering not tuning in or watching the show at all. And I said, well... You know, to be fair, I'm sitting down in front of the television now. Maybe I'll just pop on Twitter and see what's going on right now. And the first thing that I see are benevolent overlords, the new age insiders. They're at the top of my Twitter feed, and they had a question or a poll up or something along those lines that basically said, do you think that the new day will survive the challenges put in front of them tonight to become the longest reigning tag team champions, or will they lose them tonight and fall short? Discuss, be heard, etc. I saw that tweet, and I said, oh, so that's the story they're telling tonight. Will they or won't they? Well, the WWE, if, good for, if they're good for anything, it's telegraphing their long-term plans. And it has been obvious 
for over 180 days now that the New Day were going to become the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. There was zero drama. There was zero suspense. There was zero question in my mind, having read that tweet, that they were going to pull it off and be successful on Monday Night Raw. And in that moment, I decided I had no reason to turn on my television. But they had to do it twice. They had to prove it twice. Because Xavier Woods accidentally got Stephanie McMahon wet with champagne. They had to pay. It doesn't change one thing about so my thought So in one process. night, they beat the club, Sheamus and Cesaro, Reigns and Rollins, and Owens and Jericho in one night. Well, they're very dominant. What can I well, tell you? Uh, but they're going to take on Sheamus and Cesaro again uh, at Roadblock. Great. Who wins? I sure hope it's Seamus and Cesaro. I I do too, but I think it's New Day. I think it's it's I think, I think right. it's too obvious to have them hold set the t- set the record for 5 days and then drop it. I think they've got to hold it till at least the Rumble and then maybe lose it there. Though again, the question is to whom because they beat the club in Seamus and Cesaro so many times unless Enzo and Cass get a tag title shot. There's no one else for them to beat. Or the Revival. Or the Revival. Or the Revival. I would welcome the Revival. As you should. Uh, Chris Jericho will welcome Seth Rollins into the ring for a match at Roadblock, end of the line. Uh, What's the purpose of this match? Well, Seth Rollins needs to take out Triple H. So in order for Seth Rollins to take out Triple H, he first needs to take... Please, please, please. Papa H. Sorry. Thank you. In order for Seth Rollins, baby Rollins, to take out Papa H, he first needs to get rid of Mama Owens. So... Wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Why... Why is Seth Rollins still aiming for Papa H? Because Papa H turned his back on him and cost him the universal title. Now, we've had this conversation on the show before, and I know that your defense at the time was, what, they're not allowed to tell long-term stories? I don't sound like that. I will gladly pay you Tuesday. For a cheeseburger today. No, but, okay. So, that's basically the defense you gave. And while that's still perfectly valid, don't you think... I mean, obviously, you don't. But I think, I think, that they really should have done something more in the interim to further engage Papa H... In this storyline. He should have done something, anything, I don't know what. He's been off television, out of the scene, out of the picture, out of the story for so long that I don't even understand why Rollins would still be gunning for him at this time. Well, let me tell you my opinions, since you believe you know what they are. 
No, I just said my opinions. I realize that you don't believe them, so at least I suspect. Well, you then don't let me tell you. So. Are you ready for me to tell you? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm uh, well. I'm not sure that I'm ready, but I'll I'll do myself to prepare my prepare myself. I will do myself the best to myself to prepare myself. My go ahead. Just go ahead. Just You're go ahead. Absolutely right. The fact that Seth Rollins, after all this time, is still trying to get... If you really, if you really wanted Triple H... Please, please, please. Papa H. If you really, really wanted Papa H, none of the last two to three months would have happened. I don't even remember... Oh, Owens won the belt the night after SummerSlam. That so that puts us in August. September, October, November. The last 4 months should not have happened. You should have been gunning for Papa H this whole time. The fact that you did anything else makes no sense. And Papa H and if you were going to just be like, "Oh, Papa H, I'll get you someday." Papa H should have been at Hell in a Cell. It should not have been Jericho that cost, you know, and I think that's it, is Jer- Jericho caught on fire so much, they didn't need Papa H. Jericho was enough of a villain, villainous duo to do it. But Papa H should have at least been in the background pulling the strings. So the f- You should have at least just seen him backstage, like Jericho walking by. They give each other the yes. nod. Exactly. Just something. Exactly. So the fact that you're going to come out and say, I need to get... And, and if you're going to come out and declare that you need to go after Tri- Papa H, that's fine. But don't give me this convoluted story that you need to get Owens, which means you need to take on Jericho. What that tells me is, I need to face Papa H at WrestleMania. And the only way for me to do that is to beat Jericho here so then I can wrestle Owens at Royal Rumble so then I can have my WrestleMania match. The only way for me to have my WrestleMania match is for me to spin my yes. wheels for the next eight months. Yes. And again, at, at the time, I was a proponent of long-term booking and had Triple H been there time after time after time to the point where Seth Rollins could stand no more... It would have made sense. But this is not long-term booking. This is, well, we already have this penciled in for WrestleMania, and we really don't want to erase it because erasers are expensive. So we'll just figure out how to get from here to there without adding anything to the story. Yeah, it's disappointing. It is. Um, However, Rollins versus Jericho is a match I will enjoy watching, and Rollins has to win because I believe the Royal Rumble is Rollins versus Owens again. Yeah, or a fatal four-way: Rollins, Reigns, Owens, Jericho. But that takes a lot of people out of the Royal Rumble, and that's a, I don't know, so. Right, 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 um, right. Which brings us to our main event of the evening. It is not title versus title for reasons that defy explanation. I believe it is only for Wait, what? I do not believe it is title versus title. I do not believe the U.S. title is on the line. I believe that no matter what, Roman Reigns will remain U.S. champion. But he takes on Kevin Owens for the universal title. At no point did I hear anyone say both belts are on the line. 
Hmm. Now, that could change in the next few days, or they could just decide, as WWE is wont to do, they can just throw it out there that, oh, by the way, this is the stipulation. But no one has ever said anything about the U.S. title going anywhere. So, you know, and the fact that now we have a United Kingdom title makes me feel like, well, maybe we need to keep the United States title because what's good as a United Kingdom title if there isn't a United States title? So I don't know anymore. But Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Universal title, perhaps the U.S. title, your feature... Who stood tall on Monday? Reigns. All right, Owens wins. Yes. Yeah, I don't think. As we did this before, at the last December pay-per-view, we did this before. Roman Reigns won the title at the last December pay-per-view. We're not going to do it again. And if they don't have the U.S. title on the line, well, then Roman Reigns is still U.S. champion, which gives him something else to do for whatever his... Something else to not do. Well, whatever is going to happen, whether it's Reigns versus Strowman, whether it's Reigns versus Zayn, whether it's Reigns versus whomever, somebody's going to challenge for that U.S. title. He's going to do... Citizen Zayn. Citizen Zayn. Zayn Kane. All right, well, that takes us through Roadblock. On paper, a very good card. I am looking forward to watching it on Sunday night slash Monday morning. Um, But I can't say there is anything on this card that I consider appointment viewing. Like, there's usually one match that I'm like, I must watch X. I don't have that here. There's a lot of great matches, but... I can't say I'm watching Yeah, if this. I had to pick the match that I'm most excited for, it would be... None of them. I would pick New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro because I am a really big fan of what Sheamus and Cesaro are doing as a united front. I think there's a lot that can happen there, but I also am not confident that they're going to win, so... I think all eyes are on Jericho Rollins is maybe the match of the night. Uh, I'm watching for a different reason. Uh, I'm interested to see whether or not Rollins can add yet another veteran to the injured reserve list. What? I mean, Jericho's the right age to be per- permanently waylaid by this uh, this upstart. So, If that were to happen, Seth Rollins needs to come out the next night and claim the title of Legend Killer. He can't not do that. He can't not acknowledge it, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Or do you um, have any fiber of your being that is looking at all forward to this Iron Woman match? Iron Man match? Iron whatever match? The Iron match? I am looking forward to having it over. I'm looking forward to the 30th minute when a winner is crowned. Um, Part of me is looking forward to the notion... Well, no, I'm not. I see this being... Sasha's going to come out to an early two to three fall lead. Or Charlotte, rather, is going to come out to an early two to three fall lead. And we're going to watch Sasha have to... She's essentially going to become Bailey, And she's going to have to come back from that. And she'll get really close. And then she'll fail in the final minutes. Um... But no, I will tell you, of these matches, I'm sorry, 
to everyone who will be offended by this. Um, the only match I am looking forward to less... No, that's not even true. This is the match I'm looking forward to least. Come on. Zane Strowman. I will be interested to see what the 10-minute story is that they tell. Fair enough. And even Big Cass Rusev. Those are two big guys who could have a fun pre-show match. Um, the only one that I considered naming ahead of or behind it was the cruiserweight triple threat. But being a triple threat, it'll at least have some cool spots in it. Yeah, fair enough. So, you know, it'll be fine. But that's a long time to watch one match. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, one of my favorite matches of all time is Brett versus Sean WrestleMania 12 60-minute Iron Man match. But in today's day and age, I tried to watch that match a year or so ago. It is hard to watch an hour of the same two people. So Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to SmackDown, where a lot happened, seemingly. Um, we have a new number one contender for the world title. We have maybe new number one contenders for the tag team titles. Uh, John Cena's coming back. Did you enjoy this week's SmackDown? Did you actually watch, or did you take a week off of yeah. wrestling? No, I watched SmackDown. It was pretty good. Luke Harper, man. Luke Harper. Didn't do anything, but... Nope. No, hey, he did you not. you know what? There's something to be said about looking good in a main event match, even if you don't win. So I will give him credit for being in that match and being a stud, even if he got eliminated second, regardless. Fair enough. Um, how do you feel? I thought it was an inspired choice. About how that. do you feel about new number one contender Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> well, it'll be a good match. How about that? That's exactly what I think, too. The match will be good. It helps to spin the wheels in the weeks leading up to the Royal Rumble. And that's it. Let me put it this way. I would watch AJ Styles wrestle anyone or no one. I would watch AJ Styles wrestle a paper bag in a 30-man Iron Man match. And I think it would be entertaining. Would There was... Kota Ibushi had, I believe, an entire series of matches where he wrestled a blow-up doll. Well... Who was it? Was it uh, Terry Jones who had a series of matches in which he wrestled himself? I think you might be right. Yeah. One of my favorite Python skits. Yes. Ah, yes. Um, All right. So Ziggler Styles will be good. Um, The Hype Bros won the number one contendership, but now Zack Ryder has injured his knee and had surgery today. So... Unless Mojo finds himself a new partner, we're kind of back to square one with, you know, hopefully... Zack Ryder, man. This guy can't... Cannot catch a break. No, he cannot. Dude is talented. He's a good in-ring performer. He's... I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not AJ Styles, but not everybody has to be. He's solid. He is in a the solid ring. hand. He is a guy that you can put in there in these kind of situations, and he, he and can go. He's got a strong character, and the time that he spent in NXT 
honestly, dude developed a a a physical and verbal charisma that he did not previously have. Like he has the tools. Yes. Man, yeah. can't catch a break. Um so you know, we'll see what happens. It could be that he's out for only a couple of weeks and maybe they can postpone it more than likely. I think Mojo gets a different... I I think it's going to be Mojo and Kalisto. I think we're going to see Mojo and Kalisto as the Lucha Bros or the Hype Dragons. And they're going to get that tag title shot. If I was Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, I would... I like Lucha Bros better than Hype Dragons, but Hype Dragons makes more sense. Yes. Um, You know, because we'll see... Mojo Raleigh will come to the ring wearing like a Piff the Magic Dragon dinosaur costume one time and, you know, with striped pants or something. I, I hope Bray and Orton use this to their advantage. Like, literally, we now that we have the titles, we don't even need to wrestle you to hurt you. It just happens. Whoever's next in line just gets hurt. So, um, but, you know, it, it was fine. I, I was hoping for Breezango. My prediction is not going to come true. I got to give it up officially. I wave the white flag. Breezango will not be tag team champions in 2016. I'll hope for 2017. I got I got I got the prediction there. Um, I'm going to keep going. Uh, hope springs yes, eternal. It is. Yes, it does and is and was and always shall be your friend. Um, anything else from SmackDown? You know, Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch had a match. I, I appreciate that Alexa Bliss sold the pretend knee injury the whole time. She didn't, like, stop yep. as soon as the 10 count happened. She kept it going. I think that a solid enough match. It was fine. It was good. For the little thing that yes, it was. But, I, yeah. again, you know, usually you see them, you know, the heels pretend to be injured. They get the victory, and then they, you know, celebrate that they weren't injured. Well, if that happened, Daniel Bryan would come out and make another match. So if she continues to sell the injury, it seems justified. Well, here's the thing I want to talk about. You said on the Twitters that, you know, maybe, maybe, I, I don't sound like want that either. a wrestling show and, and, and not a television when, show. And that is why I, Jimmy Stewart? I prefer, and that is why I prefer, uh, Raw. I'm just saying that if I look at SmackDown this week, that tag team match was pretty good. The little bit that Becky and Alexa put on, pretty good wrestling. The main event, pretty good wrestling. Where do you get off saying that SmackDown is not also representative of a wrestling show? It was a it, that episode was a great was a good wrestling show and the let me see here the uh, one hi Oscar would you consider Natalia versus Carmella with Nikki Bella on commentary to be a good wrestling match no alright so there were four matches that took place and of them three were good that is a fact. There is no denying that. In the in a two-hour show, they had four 
matches and three were good. I won't even say pretty good. They were good. Uh, Let's see here. Just looking very quickly. Raw had one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know why they stopped. At least seven matches. And I would say most of those were pretty good. It was a good week for wrestling. I enjoyed Raw and I enjoyed SmackDown. So, you know... I would have to go back and look his... You're going to say Braun Strowman versus Curtis Axel was no. a good match? I'm going to say. You're going to say that Bailey versus Alicia Fox was a good match? I was more impressed with Alicia Fox than I thought I would be. It was... Yeah, but that's not the no, same thing. No, but it was, it, was, it was fine. It wasn't good, but it was fine. Alicia had a lot of offense, and then Bailey... I think this is the story we're going to hear is Bailey hits one Bailey to belly and wins. Or is it is it belly to Bailey or Bailey to belly? I believe it's a Bailey to belly. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, but it was fine. So let's see. Uh, the triple threat tag match to open the show was good. Braun Strowman versus Curtis Axel was not good. Lince Dorado versus Arya Davari was good because Jack Gallagher was awesome. Um, but was that good? It would have been a good match, but was it actually a match? Or was it just a setup to be interrupted there, there for Jack was, Gallagher to do his thing? There was a minute or so of wrestling, and that wrestling was good. And then Jack Gallagher came out yeah. and was also good. Yeah, I don't think that counts. Sorry. Perkins versus Kendrick was good. Bailey versus Alicia Fox was fine. Sami Zayn versus Jinder Mahal was what it was. It was a storytelling device. And then... Okay. The trip, the main event triple threat was also good. So, you know, again, I would have to look historically at what SmackDowns have been in order to... I mean, all I'm going to say is every single time on SmackDown that AJ Styles wrestles... Mm-hmm. Well, let's look... Let's just even go back to last week. Last week... Now, granted, it's the show after a pay-per-view, so maybe we need to take that with a grain of salt. Rhino and Heath Slayer versus the Wyatt Family again. Carmella versus Natalia. The Ascension versus the Hype Bros. Kalisto versus Baron Corbin again. Chad Gable versus oh, yeah. Tyler Breeze. Dean Ambrose versus The Miz. Not a and not a great show, but let's go through that again. Rhino and Heath Slayer versus the Wyatt Family. That was an okay match. Yes. Carmella versus Natalia, less said the better. The Ascension versus Hype Bros, fine. Kalisto versus Baron Corbin, also, I mean, that was technically a good match. I just don't want to see it anymore. Are you talking about the chairs match or this one? This one. They always put on a solid match. Gable versus Breeze. Solid. Ambrose versus Miz. Solid. Very good, I actually. think my issue, maybe looking at just looking at the names, is it's again that the 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 lack of top tier talent is a problem, which is weird for me to say, being that I'm kind of the maven of the mid card and I enjoy the those kind of wrestlers more. I should enjoy watching the Ascension, and I obviously do enjoy watching Tyler Breeze. Um, but you know, I. 
I will say I watched it. I tried to watch it the way that... I will, but again, I will say that's not the strongest show. Yeah. I mean, I, I am a... And you know what? WWE is not going to hit home runs with every single one of these shows. A solid single, which I think is what you could say that is, to use the baseball analogy, is just fine because then you get to what this past week's show was, which with the tag team Battle Royal and the, you know, the Alexa Bliss-Becky Lynch match and then the Fatal 4-Way, that's a... That's a gapper double sort of thing. That's a good match. So, you know, that's a good card. So, and if we're heading to, you know, we're going to head to a, you know, the SmackDown after Christmas is going to have Ziggler versus Styles. It's going to wind up probably having a tag team title match. It's going to be its own little mini pay-per-view. Um, so it'll be very good. So, you know, I I will give SmackDown more credit than I have in the past in that it can put together, they can put together a very solid to good wrestling show. I So, I, I won't even try to try to qualify. It was good. Are you happy? Vaguely happy. Okay. Well, that's all I need from you. I, I have Fair reasonable enough. expectations. And again, I don't mean to put your opinions on blast. You're free to think whatever you, mm-hmm. you want, obviously. I just, um, I just, I do take a little bit of umbrage. That's fine. Because because since the draft, I would I would honestly say that more often than not, SmackDown has been the stronger wrestling show in addition to having coherent storylines. Okay. That's just fine. I But again, maybe that's a little biased. AJ Styles is Fantastic! I like a- Dean Ambrose. I think The Miz is doing it, really great in-ring it is, work as it well. Is impossible, I think. You know, you've tried using science to go through both of these shows, but I think our inherent biases are going to come out regardless. And we see that every week with the New Age Insiders poll. And Jason, I love you. I don't know why you do it anymore because SmackDown wins almost all the time, and whether or not you agree with that, you know, it. I think now it's just kind of just something that happens. Yeah, I don't know that it's a valid poll anymore. So, no, fair enough. Fair um, enough. I will say this, and I'm sure you haven't watched it yet, but I am looking forward to a private earful this week uh, because I have a major question I need to ask you about something that happened on Lucha Underground. I am confused and a little terrified. And also, uh, NXT was real good. Oh, I saw like on YouTube Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke in a steel yeah. cage. Um, was that on NXT this week? Yeah. Is that the match from Japan? Australia, Osaka. Last week, so that's they've had Shinsuke versus Joe two weeks in a row. One is the match from Japan where Shinsuke won. The other is the rematch. Which was Shinsuke Joe 3, Yes, this right? is Shinsuke Joe 4 in a steel cage, and I believe this one is also the final one. Like, they're done. So. I assume Shinsuke won. Yes. And. Because if he hadn't, I would have heard of it. on NXT, they had their four singles matches to determine the four guys who are now going to be in the Fatal 4-Way match to determine the new number one contender. And on a private earful this week, we will talk about that yes. in depth. All right. So, um, we have two emails, and then let's get out of here. Let's let's 
get warm, let's trip the light fantastic, or whatever else we feel like doing. The first one comes in from Mitchell Monroe. What do you guys think of the prospects of WWE having three or four annual tournaments to get you to buy into the network? We've seen the success of the CWC. Now they have the UK tournament, and they're supposed to be planning a women's as well. You think this will become a regular thing? Your pal, Mitchell Monroe. He didn't write that. Well, he is my he is. pal in spirit. And I haven't responded to him on Twitter yet because I'm a horrible person. When are you person. getting to be on his show? Well, he, he offered me some dates, and I think the last thing he mentioned was over the holidays there, um, like between uh, Christmas and New Year's. And, yeah, Mitchell, buddy, I think that's probably going to work out. So yeah. I hope you're still listening to this yes. show because that's the only way that we're ever going to actually arrange this thing because I'm just terrible you at typing like, back Would you like me to respond to him for you? Like, I can set it up. Yeah. If you want to be my personal secretary, that'd be great. I'm your personal secretary when you play Seven Days to Die and I go figure out information and stuff for you. Well, that's very helpful. I'm glad. When you are in the chat on Seven Days to Die, when I stream live on YouTube, gaming.youtube.com, on my channel, Doc Manson, find me there. I play video games, and it's boring as no, heck. No, it's not. I enjoy it. I have one, too, although I was playing last night, and I did a whole video, and now I can't find the video. And I'm like, I have to figure out if I can go back and replay that part, or I'm going to have to skip something, or this is the type of thing where I'll just never do it again. Nice. You know, I made it to 60 videos, and I can't find the 60th one, and I'm a little cranky about it. But at least there's audio. <laughs> at least there's audio. All right. You know, you can't just pick up with 61, and 60 can just be the last I episode. That's it's true. okay. I could act like it's just, you know, I, I, I can see it, and no one else can. Um, wait, I'm in the wrong thing. Where's the email? There it is. Why did I back up? Uh, do I think this is a regular thing? Yes. Do I do Clearly. I think they're doing it to get you to buy into the network? No. I think they're getting you, you know, they're, they, they were hyping the heck this week out of the fact that they have over 7,000 hours of original content. So they're, they're trying to, they're trying to like take over Netflix or Hulu or something just in terms of the sheer amount of stuff that they have. Wait, but you're not making any sense. Of course they're doing it to get you to buy into the network. But the people... The fact that this show is on the network, it's the only way you can consume it, would mean that the entire purpose of this is to get you to subscribe to the network so you can but see But don't it. you think that most of these... Most of the people who are going to watch this already have the network? I would say that everyone who's going to watch it has or has access to then the network. Then it's not to buy into the network. You've already bought in. No, but it is because they're hoping that additional people in the UK who like their indies, who haven't bought in, are going to subscribe because the only way to see it is through So the they're network. trying to cater to that very, very small percentage of people who watch World of Sport or Progress or any of that, but don't also watch WWE. My guess is... That audience is not as small as you think. And on top of that, 
if they've already gained all of the mainstream subscribers that they're going to get, they have to turn to these niche markets to continue their growth. They're a business, and they have to do that. All right. That's fair. You make a valid point. So, yes. Then I suppose in that sense, then yes, Mitch. Uh, Yes, they're doing it to get you to buy into the network. They will have annual women's tournaments. They will have annual cruiserweight tournaments. They will probably have an annual UK tournament now, though it depends if they're already going to have a weekly show. Maybe they won't. Um, I don't know if they'll do all those things annually. I do. But. I do. I think the cruiserweight classic and the women's classic happen on a yearly basis. All right. Um, All right. Last one. Let's end with Chris. The subject line is DC's replacement. I know this is late, but I think that Doc's squirrel friend should replace DC. Your thoughts? Sent from my yeah, iPhone. But it's your thoughts, so I don't have to participate in this because I'm being replaced by a squirrel. So. I would like to point out that I bought a bag of peanuts still in the shell. And I keep them now in my desk, and I am making fast friends with this squirrelish entity. Um, he now comes up to the window and knocks, as if to say, Please, sir, may I have some more? And I open the window, and I drop out um, a few peanuts to him, and uh, he seems very, very pleased by this. Have you named him yet? Uh, yes, his name is Squirrel. His name is Squirrel. Yeah. Then why isn't your dog named Dog? Because his name is Oscar. Okay. How do you distinguish Squirrel? If you were outside and Squirrel was there with other squirrels, how would you know? How would he know you were calling him? Well, because he's the one who would respond to Squirrel. He's the only one who I've trained to do that. Does he know his name? No, he's a squirrel. I feel like we just found... You walked right into that one. I feel like we just found the title of this episode. (laughs) Episode 62. No, he's a squirrel. I feel like we should, you know... I I tried to originally name the things, like giving people highlights of what we were talking about. Now I think it just needs to be non-sequiturs and... Uh-huh. So, all right. Well, I'm glad you have a squirrel friend. If you can teach him how to wear headphones and speak into a microphone, then I will leave the show. I will. Are you happy there, Seahawk? You son of a biscuit! I will leave the show when the squirrel knows how to edit these podcasts and put them up on our <laughs> podcast feed. Because Lord knows I'm not going to no, have no. It. You're not apparently. So, which reminds me, I need to keep this card so I can take something out. Uh, all right, what is your piece of positivity? Um, I will go with a preview of a private airfall. My favorite chant of all time, possibly, happened this week on Lucha Underground and Luchasaurus. We're- is probably my favorite chance. We're of literally all time. just three or four steps away from Godzilla appearing in the temple. That's really what we're doing. What's happening? I am. How fine have you with not that. watched Kaiju Big Battle yet? How has that not been something that you've done? Because it costs money. 
people, people, start a GoFundMe to let Doc Manson watch Kaiju Big Battle. I think if he watches Kaiju Big Battle, he will officially swear off WWE. He might not even watch the pay-per-views anymore because it will be giant monsters wrestling. It's like taking everything. The only thing that would be better is if they had pumpkin spice lattes that they drank first and then fought each other, and then Doc's world would be complete. Sounds all right. Uh, I will go. And what is your piece of positivity? We've got a new title. We've got a new title. We've got a new tournament. We've got a, a huge buzz for the NAI UK contingent. Guys like Martin, guys like Jalapeno, all of these fans who have been waiting. We are close. I made the prediction this morning. I don't know how accurate it'll be. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. WrestleMania 35 will take place in the United Kingdom. They will do a pay-per-view in the UK. Wrestle a big room. No, not a pay-per-view. They always do those. UK, pay-per-view, WrestleMania 35. It'll happen. They're branching out, and this is going to be part of it, is they're going to, they're going to make a big splash. So I love this stuff. I love this stuff. I love that... WWE, whether or not it's killing the independent scene, which I saw someone on Twitter talking about as we recorded this show, uh, it's good for me, and it's good for wrestling, and I'm a fan. And that is all. You heard it here first, folks. DC Matthews says death to the indies. Please direct all hate towards at DC Matthews, N-A-I. You heard it here first. Doc Manson wants to do a podcast with a squirrel. That would be you fun. You can direct all sorts of PETA hate or PETA comments or whatever. You say that. We used to get my my laboratory used to get flyered. Um, I believe it. By PETA supporters. Um, and If you can't be a PETA, be a PETA supporter. Mm. All right there, ladies and uh, Jelly Spoons. We are DDT Wrestling. Uh, we are live. Well, not live. We are recording on a weekly basis. Uh, we're getting set for the big DDT Awards where we might podcast for 10 days straight just to get you covered oh, with yeah. all your end-of-the-year goodness. If you have topics that you want to hear, and I don't give me Wrestler of the Year, Feud of the Year. Other places will do that, including us on a separate platform. We want your outside-the-box sort of ideas, and we want them at DC Matthews NAI, at Doc Manson, DDT Wrestling at gmail.com. We are going to just have a heck of a time. We might not even talk wrestling. We might just discuss every other topic that comes to mind that, you know, we might discuss. Hostess cupcakes and caramel hot chocolates and all sorts of those sorts of things. Have you been invited to the neighbors yet since our last time we spoke with the holiday party and everything? No. All right. No, I well, have not. That's a shame. Maybe for New Year's. Maybe for New Year's. Um, all right there, friends. He is Doc... Oh, no, wait. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head on out into that good night? Nah. Nah, we're good. He is Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. Oh! There is a thing. Last week. I don't know if it was before or after our podcast. I'm going to assume it was after, because I'd be remiss not to mention it. Season 2 
of Fuller House dropped on Netflix. Chip already watched all of them. We got to do a crossover show so you two can talk about it. I mean, I've only watched like three episodes, so I don't know if I'm ready to talk with Chip about it. But I will say, man, Kimmy Gibbler's back. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I'm DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. We'll see you around the